1: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
3: Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF podcast. It's Friday, May 21st. This week, in an exclusive interview with Angela Massoni, BOF revealed that the longtime creative director of Massoni was stepping back from the role she has held since 2008.
4: I had a moment where I was like, uh, I was a bit anxious and then all of a sudden I started to sleep very well and just this thought of that I was going to be free free of all the, the important and heavy responsibilities that I took. I think Missoni is probably the only brand that has uh, almost 70 years old that has been in fashion for all that time, besides having the creativity in the same family till now, but being relevant for so many years with points of trend, but many points of trend through those years, right? There's no others. They've been down, uh, reinvented, label reborn, uh, history reinvented. But with this history, I think it's unique.
5: Masoni is timeless. If you talk about 70 years ago, look at Missoni 70 years ago, look at Missoni now. There is such such a strong through line, but the whole time, the company did move, it did evolve, it did embrace. I was very fortunate because I, at the end, I was doing a job
4: that I loved.
3: Missoni's last show will be the Autumn Winter 2021 collection, after which point she will be staying on as president. In this week's episode... Our editor-at-large, Tim Blank, speaks to Angela about the Missoni legacy and what her family has achieved in setting up one of Italy's most well-known and iconic fashion brands. And he also talks to Angela about what she will do with her newfound freedom. Here's Angela Missoni inside fashion.
5: Angela, how are you? I'm fine, Tim. Very well, thank you. So we're just about to launch this brand new chapter of your life. So it's a very, um, it's a very big day for you.
4: Yes, very important date. And uh, wow, I'm so happy. I'm thinking of all I've done. I'm thinking of all I achieve. And I'm, but mostly I'm looking forward <laughs> to what I'm gonna do next, to my next life. Yes,
5: this is a huge decision, and you know, everyone around the world has been. In a situation where they're reassessing their lives and they're prioritizing and and rethinking. And, you know, I, th- I think it's an interesting moment to reflect on what you have done, what you've always wanted to do, what you will do. So w- what are your feelings right now?
4: I had a moment where I wasn't like, uh, I was a bit anxious. And then all of a sudden I started to sleep very well. And just this thought of, that I was going to be free, free of all the, the important and heavy responsibilities that I took because I'm taking as a nature, I do take responsibility easy now. So that's how I took my responsibility of being creative director 24 years ago and uh, taking, keeping the family together, making all what I've done and, but, Today I really have this because I have this two person in me of course my mother and my father and my mother has she's a natural builder and she builds one brick on top of the other naturally not strategically but in a natural way and I think I had that I had I still have that too but on the other side I had that free spirit of my father who never wanted responsibilities and never wanted to grow the company and didn't have any material need and who can change chapter of his life very easily and even when i started the the, the role of creative director i said i, I had this bad thought In my head, I'm going to do it for five years, then it was then maybe 10 years, and then we see, and then, but I knew that I wanted to have another different life, a different schedule in my life. And okay, due to responsibility, I stayed longer. And of course, I had an enjoyable life, uh, and I was doing a beautiful job, uh, and I was enjoying my job. And all what was in it, the good, the bad, the past, the life, the family, many, many things passed through those years, right? So I carry over and always with a good spirit. But now I think, yes, of course, this year of pandemic, I think I've supported the company in this terrible year for all the strong decision that we had to take but I think now the company is ready for the new chapter and I'm ready for my new chapter.
5: Obviously it's a it's a huge moment because Missoni is one of the signature fashion families in Italy. You moving on becoming a, a, the president of the company but but essentially not being involved in the day-to-day running of the company anymore is a big moment for a business that is so so attached to family how do you envisage masoni moving forward with actually a sort of not not the kind of core involvement of masonis i know your mother is still involved though
4: yes rosita is still creative director of the home collection and Luca uh, Lucas taking care of the archives and all the new project we have for like an academy, more or less a project. So there's still be Missoni involved, and my nephews are involved, Ottavio and Giacomo. Ottav- Giacomo will be is the president for US for the US market, and Ottavio is involved in the sustainability. And of, of course I'm here, I'll be here if any, for, for whatever they, they need. I will always give my support, but I'm happy to leave the, and I'm beside happy, it not, might not be the right word. I'm confident in leaving the collections in the hands of my team that grew with me and Alberto who grew with me for, I think almost more than 10 years, uh, maybe 15 at this point. And I'm confident they can, they can take over yeah, and do a continuity for Missoni in a good way.
5: I think Missoni, as well as being one of Italy's fashion families, also has been rare. It has such a very, very clear language. As much as it's been a family name, a family brand, it's, the signature, the design signature has been so identifiable. I mean, if you say in the world, define Missoni... It's very, very clear in people's heads. How much of that do you think was defined by the family?
4: Of course, uh, I think my parents invented a style. They, at the time, they invented a new language in fashion. And then I think in the past 25 years, uh, I I think I was able to to expand the lexicon of this language. But uh, first of all, how? With my curiosity, because I have... It's very different from any other designer, I think, uh, from the life of, of a creative designer who's asked to come into a brand, right? Because my process was not to go and deep into the archives and uh, search and try to find the... Or my process was that I had the archives in me already. I knew... I, I remember... Every single detail of every single garment I've seen, I think, from till I from what I was four years old, five years old, and I realized that much later, of course. But so I was working on the always on new project, on new ideas, and then making links with my memories of the archives, of my memories of precise looks uh, or precise images that I would ask the archives at that point to give me. So it was never collection developed on the archives. And I think that that uh, freedom that I had also, which I probably inherited also from my parents because they were revolutionary, they were free spirit totally, right? Uh, And so I'm all, I was always looking forward, uh, looking at the time, looking at at new things uh, and uh, making links with the past, with my memories. uh, And because it's uh, really, I cannot say it's my DNA, but it's in my memories. Yes, totally.
5: I was just going to say that though. It feels like it was like a genetic process.
4: Actually, I remember one of the, uh, through the years, uh, uh, I had, of course, thousands of, re- not thousands, but hundreds of reviews, right, for the collection. And uh, I wasn't, they were good, they were bad, many were good, so if, otherwise I wouldn't be here, still here probably. But uh, I remember one, which was terrible, who said that creativity doesn't come with the blog, right? I'm not gonna tell you who wrote that, but the good thing is that after after two seasons or three seasons, while this uh, editor was writing something for, bad for somebody else, then he said, they should learn from Angela Missoni. <laughs> okay, so he had changed his mind after. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't much hurt usually. I would understand, I would try to understand the criticism and, uh, but I was used to it. I was used to it because I've witnessed them already since I was a, t- a girl, a teenager. I used to read the ones they were giving to my parents. And then I was saying to myself, you know what? Yes, of course. This is good. This is bad. They might write good. They might write bad. You know what? I've seen already two generations of critics going and uh, retiring, and Missoni's still here, right?
5: So, Do you think, like, growing up, watching your mum and dad with their very different attitudes to the business, there's a sort of obvious kind of assumption that when you are taking over a family business like Missoni, that there's this massive responsibility to maintain this, this kind of legend, and I, I always laugh when I think about Sylvia Fendi, how she rebelled, she ran away, she ran off to Brazil. She she was a black sheep of the family, and you also initially resisted. And I, I wonder how much of that I wonder how much of that was having your father's example, and him being so light about it all. And you and you felt, well, I can go away and do my own thing. You know, I don't have to do this.
4: Absolutely, I had because. First of all my parents never pushed us uh, into the business into this job n- neither of one of the jobs in the company but I, I was of course fascinated but I tried to resist to going of also probably because of the relation with my mom my mom is a very who at the end was the creative director of the company because my father didn't want the responsibilities he said he said he was working at her service like he used to say to me when I started i'm working at your service if you need me, you know what I'm good at but of course my mom is very strong so I remember the day that I went to my father after in and out uh, I was in I was out uh, and then I had my children i took uh, yes I was started uh, assisting my mom but then with sort of uh, not very much wanted to have involvement. And then one day I went to my dad and I said, you know what? I decided that I'm not going to work in this company anymore. And then he said to me, what would you like to do? And I said, oh, maybe children' clothes. I would like to do jewelry. And uh, he said, but you know, if you have any project, uh, you can develop it under, you can consider this, Company has a big, large umbrella, and you can do your project under this umbrella. And there's no need for you to work with your mom every single day. And there was a, a blink in my mind. I never, I had a good relation with my mom. I never felt. We never discuss about that. But my father knew how strong my mom still is in her opinion. So you realized that I had to walk with my own uh, legs to find my strength. So this was the, the story. And then I started following uh, licensee for Missoni till four years, uh, after three, four years, I realized, yes, I knew how to speak. I, I knew the language. I knew how to transfer the DNA of Missoni into products. But then I realized, yes, I wanted to do fashion. And I wanted to see my, to develop my own vision. Then I asked if they allowed me to do my own collection that I did, Angela Nissoni collection that I did for like five seasons, I think, because uh, I started solid, knitwear solid, just to develop uh, silhouette and uh, textures. And then one season after season, I was adding pattern and color and at the four, I think it was the third, fourth season, my mom, after the show, my mom came to me and I th- she was very impressed by the way I was handling all the process, beside the clothes that I was making, by the fact that I could handle my collection, my show, my PR, everything. And she came to me and she said that she liked the collection very much. And she said, if I ever thought about doing the, the mainline, And I was very surprised. I said, no at all, because you're doing that. And she said, yes, but I'm tired. I think what you are doing today is what I would like Missoni to be today. And fashion is something you have to do till you have, till you're younger or at least very passionate so that you can fight for your reason with the commercial side of this business. Then I realized that she was trapped in a zigzag cage. Yes,
2: that's what I said. Like.
4: And then, okay, so then I accept. And I worked uh, for, I think, three, four, four season, uh in the atelier. I renewed the atelier and uh, renewed the team. I started to work with uh, on the image, uh, like... Uh, with Mario Testino and Karine Rattfield in 1995. And then, then it was. And then by 98, I was on a catwalk by myself. 97, yeah.
5: What would you say was the the biggest difference between Rosita's Missoni and your Missoni?
4: At the time, I used to say that she was walking with flat shoes and I was walking with high heels. <laughs> This was 1995, right? <laughs> Today we all walk and on the gym, <laughs> sneakers.
5: But what how, What did that actually, that's a sort of quite a kind of symbolic gesture, I guess. So you, you, in other words, you kind of shifted the emphasis of Missoni. You elevated it or when you say walking in high heels?
4: I think I was doing... What was r- was right for my generation, for my time, for my moment? I think it was like a natural. I was doing garment that I wanted to wear, and I, and I wanted, and my girlfriend wanted to wear. But she enjoyed. She never criticized. She came in. She was very curious. Uh, I never had criticism. I always was. I've been back from my parents through those uh, through those years. Uh, And I think that they were, I'm happy that they were proud the way I took over and I made Missoni still relevant through over those years. Because in fact, if you see the history of fashion, I think Missoni is probably the only brand that has uh, almost 70 years old that has been in fashion for all that time, besides having the creativity in the same family till now, but being relevant for so many years with points of trend, but many points of trend through those years, right? There's no others. There's no others. They've been down, uh, reinvented, label reborn, uh, history reinvented, but with this history, I think it's unique.
5: You know, and people use the word timeless. And, and sometimes timeless is a good thing because it's, it suggests quality and stability and so on. And other times timeless is a bit deadly. But actually, if you think about it, Masoni is timeless. So if you talk about 70 years ago, look at Masoni 70 years ago, look at Masoni now. There is such such a strong through line but the whole time the company did move it did evolve it did embrace what do you think I mean this would be if you could find a formula for this you could make billions but what do you think it has been about Sony that has kept it so it has made it endure the way it has is it the fact that it's been so strongly rooted in family there's been that stability and consistency
4: Really, uh, again, I think that they, my parents, uh, really break rules at their times, uh, and were inventor, and they invented a style in fashion. It's very rare. I mean, many there are many brand known for many things, but for the specific styles uh, maintained through the through the years, uh, it's very rare. And what is it? There is something that passed from a way of working, of a way of maybe the family is important. Yes, the family, but the, the lifestyle was very important also because uh, I see many times when I see posts or things, I see people writing, I want to be adopted by the Missoni. Right? So there is something that people feel... Close to the, the what we do, but also close to the way of thinking, to the freedom, uh, to the free spirit at the end that we in all inherited. We are very serious in what we do, right? In the job we do, we we are professional. We are, but uh, at the same time, we have many passions in our life. Uh, the, I'm talking to, for my parents, but I'm talking for myself or my children. And so, yes. We are working seriously, but we, the life on the other side, it's very important. And I think that people also understand this about Missoni, about the fact that it's not, it never became a multi-million-dollar business. Why? <laughs> While in the meantime, remaining so relevant for those many years, because it was not all about money. My parents would tell my mom at the beginning of the 70s where they they could have made so many licenses, so many things they were asking of doing. And my mom, out of curiosity and being an enthusiast always, she would say, okay, fantastic, we can do this, we can do that. But my father would tell her, Rosita, I don't understand. Why do you want to work more? Yes, we are going to gain more money, but we will never have the time to spend it. So that was my father, right? <laughs> so, and that's why Missoni never grew <laughs> in a way and stayed a size so that we could still be called in a way artisanal. Half artisanal today, probably, but anyway, very well with the highest quality and the highest spirit. So we, because we care of the product that we do, and it was not a, the family was not a, a marketing project. The family was there, like when Margarita started being the muse or the the figure in the ninety in the middle of the nineties. Because Margarita was Margarita. It, she was not a project also. She came out on herself, <laughs> on her own light. And then she also helped me, Sonia at that moment, right? In a way, it all happened naturally. Even when I took over, it happened in a natural way. I was working in the collection with my mom for two seasons, of three, starting two And then one day I went, how it had, it, it wasn't planned. They didn't say, okay, from tomorrow, it's you who's going to be out and you're going to be creative director. Not even the title existed. The, at that moment, they were going out uh, on the catwalk, and I think my father took my hands and I went out with them, and then they stopped and then let me go. It was very natural,
5: it was very spontaneous. I think that aspect, that, that spontaneity, you mentioned the lifestyle, the sort of the authenticity of all of that. I think that that became more important while you were there in a funny way. I, you know, when Rosita and Ty were the Masonis and Antonio Lopez was doing those amazing advertising campaigns for the, for the Masonis, and it was so glamorous and arty in a way. And then I think later on when you were doing, you, you mentioned the campaigns with Mario Testino and Karine Reutfeld, and then there were Jürgen Teller campaigns and, and then it was very much about the family.
4: I did many moves. In fact, uh, through those years, uh, I had many pivot, let's say, because I was, I think uh, more or less every five years, right? Uh, when I was saying, okay, I've learned something. I realized that I might have been in a routine of things were going good, but watch out what's going to be outside. What if I have something to say? I have to say it now, right? So after Mario Testino, I worked with uh, Mario Sorrenti, I worked with uh, Camilla Acres, but then I went to Matten Marcus. I went to Matten Marcus, and I first have to say that maybe different from other companies which are big muscles. I always have to use my my intuition and creativity because I had to be a talent scout because Mario Testino at the time was not the Mario Testino and Karen mm-hmm. Rothville they've been known after, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to push because I couldn't go and hire the, the well-known best photographer out there. I had to search. I had to, and this is my curiosity helped me. And so I also found Matt and Marcus. And Martin and Marcus, we did many beautiful campaign, historical, really, and then all of a sudden, the digital system in old-fashioned photography became so impactful. Can I, does it mean something? So it, it was so much extreme, extremized that I said, "Oh my God, this, there's something that I then it's not me. It doesn't represent me. Not about Matt and Marcus, but in general, right." And I said, I think it's about time. I have to find a way to tell what it's real, that Missoni is real. It's uh, true. Missoni has a heart. Missoni has a, not a marketing uh, project uh, and it's a company. It's a family, three generation in it. And so I thought about. Who better than you can tell her to photograph reality, right? And what better message than to put the family, the three generation. Luckily, I have a good looking family, of course. And, and so it helped. And uh, but you could see, you could see through their smile, you can see through the way they played together in those pictures, the spontaneity the, the spontaneous way they were taken, that Missoni was real and it has a heart. And this gave another big shift, I think, in the, it was a big move. I think in all the fashion industry, they all realized that something, oh my God, there's something's happening. There's there's a change, right? So we need to speak with the other voice. We need to speak with another so, and then, and then I did few campaigns with Jürgen and it was a lot of fun, but then I said, no, I have to stop either, either I do a reality at this point and we become like the Kardashian or it's better to find another, I have to find another way. <laughs> yes.
2: With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
5: I'm thinking about that, that aspect with the family and the very, very strong design signature. What were the biggest challenges that confronted you in your time as creative director? Because obviously there were moments when the Missoni aesthetic wasn't as timely when, I guess, it's simple, to the point it gets slipped out of fashion. So what were the biggest challenges that you had to deal with in that time when you were so identified with the brand?
4: I always tried to to look forward at this point uh... I had, for instance, there is uh, something that I'm proud that I created, which is the Missoni Mare collection, the Missoni bikini. I think it's the only bikini that stayed in fashion for more than 15 years. Uh, I've never heard of (laughs) (laughs) it. So there there are shifts, there are things, there are way and maybe pushing on that side, pushing Miss on the vacation, on the taking a space. Uh, taking a space in the market also and pushing on that side at that moment, right? While still doing the collection and uh, trying to but because I didn't have to deal only with that, I had to deal because I'm not a regular creative director, and that's it. Because I was partner of the company, and I had to. So the company needed uh, many things, and uh, in in terms of organization, we've always been a, a small company, right? Also, and so I found myself in doing having many challenging inside. And then challenging in the family when my father, when my brother passed away, and uh, taking care. So, in a way, I felt always I was taking care, taking care of the company, taking care of the family, taking care of. Uh, and uh, I went on, and I, and then I realized, and and I'm probably one the one that my at a certain moment needed. Uh, and it would have been good to have a financial partner to ensure the future. I think that was the starting point of my idea of that I might have slowly had to leave because that was really another big chapter for Sony, right? And I'm proud that I kept uh, Sony relevant so that I could attract an investor, even a strong investor like
5: FSE, in a strong, with a strong project. I mean, because obviously the industry was changing through the years of your creative directorship, the fashion industry has changed. I think the
4: biggest change, I always say there's no, because yes, you said fashion change. Yes, but through the past 20 years, uh, as as the way you you can sketch a silhouette for every decade of the past century, it's impossible. Today, after 2000, labels, big labels with strong image, there are few items, few garments that you might say that were uh, fashionable, like they would stay, but not looks, not looks. Every label was doing its own uh, identity. And maybe that also was the strength of Missonia, of being something very precise. We had our customer anyway, so because... It was like, it's a period of
5: identity, right? So, like,
4: everyone wants to go its own way. I don't know. But but
5: I, I just wonder, how hard was it to stay independent?
4: How I mean, hard it is, was to stay independent? Uh, it wasn't... Hard. It's always been, in a way, a challenge to do what we did because having a name which was bigger and stronger than the real company that was the challenge right because people always thought we were larger and and you had to anyway you had to keep certain standards. I mean a show cost me like it cost uh, not probably it cost less but like other brands right? So if I have to do a campaign it you have certain kind of cost when you're not a strong company, those things you say, so of course, I always have to. St- tr- those were my challenges to do good shows uh, with ideas uh, and uh, always developed inside uh, um, doing campaigns. With the, I had the challenge, the challenge of money was always there to play the game. Uh, at the best uh with not
5: many resources let's say so can you take that can you carry that consciousness into your future will you be able to use all that uh in- ingenuity the skills <laughs> yes yeah
4: let's see i've learned many skills yes for sure <laughs>
5: <laughs> life skills what are your proudest moments with Masoni? I mean it's 70 year it's a 70 year history it's a pretty amazing span of time.
4: When first when I started my pride was really that I gave my mom a different schedule on her year and I relieved her for something that be, that was becoming a a burden for her, right? And uh, relieving her from that and seeing her evolving in her creative life with a different schedule through the years, that was my pride. And uh, that's what I'm taking for myself now, taking a different schedule through the years. And then I was very proud when we celebrate the 50 years of Missoni with a fashion show was a hundred uh, garments, and I went to work in the archives uh, with my mom with my memories because at the time the archives was not organized by looks, and I had to put together, re put together certain look- to see what was there exactly in, certain, in terms of look to, that we could so we could handle a show. And with and the satisfaction that I have after that show. Because the reaction was like, "Oh my God, fifty years of Missoni and everything seems contemporary." Mm. And this is when we did this exhibition also a few years ago for 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 my father. But then we pull out uh, more than hundred looks, uh, and that was the reaction: "Like, oh my God, you had to go and read the year." But there are many things you can still wear now.
5: I thought with that show. And the exhibition, what was interesting is it reminded me of how much technology there was in Missoni, that you think of Missoni as being this beautiful artisanal story with um, almost like handcrafts, but not quite, obviously. But then when you actually get into the guts of it, the incredible technology that created those things, I thought that was a very, very eye-opening reminder that Missoni was, that your parents actually were revolutionaries in their own way. And, and there was that moment in Italian fashion where the world changed, where the fashion world changed. And they were, they were a very big part of that. I found that very exciting because it obviously places Missoni for the future, always. There is this really strong technological foundation. For the company
4: yes uh, technological, of course, because there were machines, but uh, the the hand has always been more relevant, like uh, people were asking my da- father if he if he was designing on computer, no, my father was designing on uh, on the paper on a square or little square paper, right? Which is actually the base of a computer, maybe, yes. <laughs> but uh, but yes, uh the, the evolution of Missoni went through the evolution of technology because uh, they first did only stripe because they had machine that they only could do stripes. Then they did a zigzag because they found a machine that could do zigzag. Then they did uh Jacquards because they found Machinery, technology that would help them in doing that. So, yes, of course. And today, technology for knitwear is the universe. Yeah, absolutely.
5: So what do you think? How would you define Masoni now? How would you, what would you say it is? What, how would you define like a piece of Masoni? What makes a piece of Masoni clothing so unique and, like I said before, timeless, but in a good way?
4: Uh, I'm not good in that. Because I realized that the Missoni piece stays in the water of people, like pieces of affection, right? Uh, the people get affectionate to those pieces, to, to the Missoni piece. They pass it through the generation, right? They. How can I define a piece of Missoni? It's... It's... Uh, <laughs> Very good investment, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm gonna go and put a cardigan on right now. It's true, it's true, it's true. Now, I'm getting to uh, coming to you after this year that we've had a lot of time for reflection. What were the deciding moments for you when you realized that it's interesting? Rosita was there before you, and she's going to be there after you. That's right, Rosita is the rock. That's kind of amazing, isn't it? Yes,
4: yeah, she is a rock, and of course, I was lucky. I had to, I could spend much more time with her this year because living close by, even in lockdown, she was always. Uh, we were always together. And uh, what was the moment? Uh, of course, uh, the, the moment of realizing that yes, the company we hired a new CEO during the first lockdown. Together with the with our partner, we decided for a new that we needed to find a strong uh, CEO that could uh, take over the project for the next years. And in this dif- in this difficult moment, that I would see that it would have been a long moment, right? And uh, so, and then when it came September, October, November. I started thinking, okay, we have this, we are starting to have finally an organization. So relieved that the company would see finally an organization that I was desperately looking forward to have through the years. And competence, uh, competence, you say? People that, yes, that were coming in and help uh, the company. So... I realized, I said, okay, now many things have been fixed and could be, we can go on on this uh, path. And maybe this is the moment for me. And then also I had Margarita who had left uh, for her own uh, project and Sony uh, was closing. And, and, you know, Margarita realized earlier than me, Because um, she used to say, look, I can enjoy my freedom now, right? Okay. But she used to say, since she was, when she was 18 or something like that, she said, Mom, I'm not going to do the life you did. I don't want to do the life you did. I don't want to take, I don't want to drive the chariot for all, for everybody. (laughs) She realized that earlier than me. I think I've done it. I'm happy I've done it. I had my satisfaction. But I think it's about time that I go on with my own life. I might have... I'm thinking of other projects or uh, other things. and uh, Let's see. But at the moment, I really want to enjoy the fact that I don't have this schedule. That I might go on the seaside in the middle of September. Or I can go skiing in uh, in February. <laughs> because...
5: Okay, if Margarita if Margarita said that to you that she she didn't want to be pulling the chariot for everybody, have you ever felt that you gave something up of yourself to do this?
4: No, 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 no. I didn't felt anything because I think I still think I was uh, very fortunate. I was very fortunate because I at the end I was doing a job that I loved. I mean I love fashion I love to put pins I love clothes uh, and I love all the fact that it gave me the opportunity to use all my curiosity and skills in different they call me at home they call me MacGyver my children right but <laughs> but besides fixing everything with a pin even at the last minute before a show I'm Very the sexy. one <laughs> I'm the one who was thinking 360 degree on so many details in the company not only in the collection i'm happy that i kept, that i had the chance it was uh, interesting and fun i met so many interesting people lots i made lots of friends and actually i think uh, i'm going to enjoy my friend that i made in fashion that i don't have time uh, i didn't have time before and uh, of course I had the luck that my parents decided to build the, the the factory in a place they would have loved to spend their weekends because that was another view of my father, right? So as much as we have to work, we have to work to live. Better to work in a place you would like to spend your weekend than to work in Milano. Okay. So the and thank God we lived there and I never moved. I live at two minutes from the factory, and and the same. My daughters, Teresa lives next door and Margarita lives at five minutes. Margarita, when decided to, after living in New York for seven years, one day she called and she said, mom, it's about time. She was 26. I think it's about time for me to come back because either I come back now or I don't come back anymore. And I want to have a family and I want to have my children to grow the way we grow. Wow. So I felt proud in a way. <laughs> And uh and she nestled basically at ten minutes from the house. And so I think my parents gave us really the, the one of the bigger gifts was the one of taking us to live here and trans giving us the the, the this vision of life uh that we we are perme- permeated uh like, and, uh, so we do have a life, even if I was working a lot, I was lucky. I had my children next to me. I had my children in my mom's house. I had, I was held the factory that the factory was like a large house for all of us. Like, so in, like, if it was for me when I was young, it was for my children, for my grandchildren lately. So it's, uh, it was, uh, I was supported. Yes. Supported and I could enjoy my life, uh, anyway.
5: Yeah, so you're not you're not running into the backyard and and screaming free at last or anything.
4: <laughs> no, free free at last uh, of the fact that that I can have I can do other projects also, right? I think I've done I've done um, a lot for Missoni, and uh, I'm proud of having kept it there with it where it is with an impeccable name and uh, with its own light. But yes, I have a. Uh, I'm very curious. There are a lot of things I want to see. And there are probably, I'm sure, as I'm a natural builder, as I said, as my mom, probably I might, I will at the end do project, but I am i don't want to think about now. But because my curiosity will take me somewhere, for sure. But no, at the moment, I just would like to enjoy my, like I've learned of enjoying the season, staying home because of COVID, because that I enjoy. I enjoy also to stay home, which was an amazing thing, also, and to witness all the season and all the garden, and uh, and stay close to my mom, which is amazing, and Bruno, which is a, a big part of my life, of course. And I want to enjoy, again, I have a boyfriend, I still have a boyfriend, and I want (laughs) to enjoy the life with my boyfriend, and I want to go away for a week, and maybe, oh no, we can extend three more days, yes, why not, let's stay 10 days.
5: I have always enjoyed living vicariously through you and your boyfriend, Bruno, so I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of that now.
4: (laughs) You're
5: very welcome now, (laughs) yes, of course. Do you think that, um, I'm, I mean, fashion, I feel that fashion's challenges have, have really been defined over the last year. And there is the issue of, of what fashion will mean to people going forward. And especially a, a label like Missoni, which offers a sort of comfort level anyway. There's something very reassuring, and 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 the the, the familiarity of 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 Missoni combined with a sort of fashion sensibility, it feels to me that that is that is probably quite a nice way forward for the company and for a lot of people to be exploring that. But what is your sense now, after after your years in fashion, as you take a step back and have a new perspective? What is your sense of what's going to happen to fashion now?
4: Fashion, now, first of all, I I agree with what you said, and this was one of the things, in fact, that I, may, I might have forgot to say, that when thinking of living, I knew that Missoni had the perfect value to go forward for this moment, for what fashion means and for what garments means in this moment, right? And uh, so this was a very reassuring also thought for me. I said, no, Missoni, it's perfect. It's perfectly fit to go forward in this moment. And I think that anyway, fashion is always fashion. Fashion is defined by the moment. What it's going to be for the industry, if it's back more less, what? But fashion is fashion. Fashion is the time, always the definition of the moment. So uh, fashion is today it's your t-shirt white t-shirt
5: there's also what what i am hoping is that that the independ- the independent spirit of fashion will be recognized and reevaluated and maybe cherished a little more that fashion is based on based on independent People who, think, people who think independently and want to, and want to please themselves. And, and obviously there are huge businesses that dominate the industry, massive multinationals. But at the same time, I would hope that it will be the visionary designers, visionary retailers and so on. We
4: might be. think it the way, think about food. Okay, food had had in the 50s, uh, the massive production of industry of food. And we have today still big multinational of food produced, right? But through the years, uh, local product are being, uh, so we want to have the local product, we want to have the thing, the older special Cooks a special restaurant, the special things we're looking for that thing, right? For food, and I think this is the same thing that would be for fashion. So, okay, multinational will do the job of multinational, but the creativity and the independence that we always appreciate of special things because at the end we are always searching for something special, no? And the uniqueness of something. So we all want to get that precious things, and we want to get it in food still, and we're gonna want it to have it in uh, in fashion for what we're gonna buy, or for the what we're gonna buy for the house, or what we're gonna. We need to have this uh, to know that when we're buying something unique and special, we 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 please ourselves. Uh.
5: So you're feeling very optimistic then about about when you when you're looking forward, even though these these particular times are still very troubled. You're you're. Yeah, looking... they're troubled.
4: That the time. I mean, if I'm thinking of the world and the time we're passing through now, I cannot be. I cannot have this optimistic way in general, right? Because there are many many challenges, and I'm, sometimes I'm worried how much money will people have in their pockets. Yes. This is because the, this huge crisis uh, made the, the. But I think that uh, as much as regards uh, fashion and its products, and uh, product well done, and product specially made, and uh, done with passion, and well communicated, also, can have. Uh, I can see, I still. I can still see that even if you have a project and you have your own voice, you you can be heard today. You can be heard.
5: Thank you, Angela. Thank you. And thank you for your service, as Vittoria would say, as Ty, Ty would say, Ty would say. Yes, thank you for your service.
4: Thank you, Tim. See you soon.
5: I hope so.
3: Ciao. Ciao. The BOF podcast is edited and produced by Emma Clark, Kate Bartan, and Kevin Bobby Blanco in the BOF studio team.
0: You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash B-O-F, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-O-F to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash B-O-F.
1: Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night.